following is KPB MediaWorks production. Choose your fighter. Very long day, annoying day as well. Okay, and three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of KPB Cast, guys. Like we did with House uh, regarding the Tekken community, we're gonna do here with Afrodynamic regarding the community in general, maybe even commentators. Mike, how the heck are you? I'm doing good, my man. How about yourself? Not bad, not bad. And guys, before we go on, of course, the show, you know, is brought to you by, uh, what's it called? Oh, God, why am I forgetting these things? Like I said, a very long day. I apologize. Uh, Jesus Christ. Saltamia Art. If, uh, you know, go over there and get anything done by her, man. She's really, really super talented. Uh, she could draw anything in any kind of form for you guys. And also by Acquire. Um by acquire gaming they do a lot of really cool stuff over there as well a lot of a lot of really really cool apparel check them out you know check both of them out really really great stuff over there and with that man uh thank you for coming out to the show hey glad to be back there you go man yeah it's been a very long time i believe we uh closed out the first season with you did we not yes yes you did like i was talking to house combo breaker was definitely the return the return of the offline scene. Uh, you're very well aware, and you're the one who told me, yes, there was a CEO event, but that one just felt rushed. This one just felt completely right. Combo Breaker 2022, uh, the community was back in full force. Uh, Rick and his team did a really good job from everything that I'm hearing. Uh, first of all, how was your experience with Combo Breaker 2022? It was peculiar in the sense that it was the first event in nearly six or seven years that I went to that I wasn't working, that I wasn't involved in some level of the production. So the first few days, there was a bit of awkwardness about it. I didn't really know what to do with myself, but after the first batch of pools and whatnot wrapped up and streams started going live, and I got to see everybody back in their element, you know, calm kind of washed over me. And I was able to just enjoy being there as a part of the community again. Let's talk about uh, commentary. Little state of the, com you know, state of the community when it comes to commentating. A lot of people know you for, uh, you know, your commentating skills with uh, the KPB team. They hear you a lot in uh, a few big e events and uh, anywhere else that you're able to grace the microphone. Uh, out of the you know when the out of the pandemic are there um, any new voices that we should be on the lookout for or any new voices that you know made their presence known during the pandemic and now are all over our screens on streams and events well three names in particular that I'm just going to give exalted shout out to right now are three people who have actually been on the KPB cast already First and foremost, we have to give a shout out to our little brother Coosters. I still remember way back in the Chinatown beatdown days, 
when we first started doing Dragon Ball, Acoustics was there. Acoustics is, through no fault of his own, Acoustics is the livest wire in the room. So putting him on the mic, that was a given. That was fate. That was going to happen, period. One of the important things that I've always stated when it comes to commentary is that I will gladly bow out to experience. And I am not the type to hog the mic at any given point. I prefer to have a partner. And I prefer it to be somebody who knows what they're talking about. Acoustics, he is this, I would say, once-in-a-generation type talent. Where because Dragon Ball Fighters was his first fighting game, and because he has the personality that he does, he is capable of absorbing so much information. And he can take that and he can apply it almost instantly. And that's a rare, rare feat. And as we've been able to see, or rather as we've been able to hear over the last few years, that has put him in those like higher upper echelons. I mean, this cat who flew across the Atlantic to be a part of the world championship, but you no know, Dragon Ball Fighters. This is a guy who just had his first combo breaker experience on the mic last weekend with Dragon Ball Fighters. And regardless of what game, quote unquote, takes the spotlight, I feel there's always going to be an opportunity for Kustas. Outside of KPB, I definitely have to give a shout out to, you know, I would go so far as to call them like, you know, assisted team to kick punch block, dynamic focus. And of course, if I'm talking about dynamic focus, I got to talk about Rome himself. You know, Rome is one of those guys who will approach every opportunity given to him with so much earnest and just so much, you know, zeal about what he is doing. You know, there's still this charming, almost innocence to Rome's approach to commentary because he's so excited about being there in that moment. And that energy is infectious. Another person that I have to give a lot of credit to, uh, he recently called the KOF 15 Top 8 at Combo Breaker, my boy Aru. And with Aru, it's special because I still remember all the way back in KOF 14 days when we were doing NEC up at Valley Forge and we were doing the KOF Top 20s, no, top 16, I believe. Because we hadn't gotten to top 8 yet. That was the next day. And with Aru, he got on the mic with me. And about that point, I had been on the mic for about 7 hours. Aru was just as fresh-faced and as eager to go as you could ever imagine. And I still remember that one picture that we have. I can't grab it right now where Aru is there and he is just a live wire and on the other side of the table there's me and I'm like no I'm looking at him as if I was like reading the newspaper and that's not a discredit to the kid or anything it's just that again being on the mic for an extended period of time it drains on you but that type of energy and that insight that Aru has
it is just a pleasure to behold. And when I was sitting back there behind the commentary desk at Combo Breaker last week, all I could do was just be proud of the guy. Because when you get involved with a community, reaching a particular point, it always rings different. Because when it comes to commentary, you're in your position and you reach the positions you do because of the community's input. You're there because they want you there. And being witness to that, feeling it, that is just another world right there. Acoustics, and that was well said about those three gentlemen. Acoustics, is his style sustainable? It is sustainable, but the one caveat I will give to it is that sustainability with that style is going to require a little bit of moderation. You can always be turned up, don't get me wrong, but you have to spread it out a bit. That's actually um, a good segue into it because, I mean, he does a great job. I don't think a lot of people would consider a, dra a major Dragon Ball tournament you know, if he's not on the mic, people are going to get mad. But I guess my question was, if there is a, you know, a, another game of that caliber coming out, would it be sustainable for him to go on to the next uh, iteration of Dragon Ball Fighter, Or are there enough people out there gunning for his position? Because, you know, commentating, especially with the pandemic happening, Commentating, you see so many new people, so many new voices uh, trying to make a name for themselves. And I guess that's where I was going with that. With Acoustics being as energetic as he is, you know, I mean, how much energy do you think this guy's going to have, you know, to sustain that? Well, because I with Oru one. and Romulus, it's, it's something different, you know. Those guys, like you said, they have their own kind of energy. It's much more relaxed compared to you know nobody's like who sticks obviously absolutely not but you get my question right and again it's the old adage of candles that burn twice as bright last half as long but with acoustics acoustics is smart enough to know that again if he's going to continue this there will have to be some pullback not a lot He's not going to have to like completely change his style or anything. He's just going to have to adjust it. You know, to put it as simply as I can, like Acoustics is generally almost always at an 11. In order for him to sustain himself and be able to keep this going, just literally take it down to a 9. That's it. He does that, he'll be able to continue this for years to come. And I like I like that you said that years to come with the uh, pandemic behind us. Actually, let, let's take it back just a little bit. When the pan pandemic hit, obviously a lot of stuff just went away for two years. But with that came a new, uh, in a weird way, like a new generation of, you know, people just doing things differently within the FGC. Obviously, uh, a lot of people had to take their operations online. That was really the only way. But even before the pandemic, I, I, you know, I've talked to a few people, not, you know, not experts in it, but I, I guess people were just wondering when's the, you know, when's the next big 
voice coming out. You mentioned three people, obviously Rome, Acoustics, and Aru. Anybody else stand out during those two years that had worked on their craft and made commentary their go-to thing? It's difficult to say because when it comes to the FGC and when it comes to the roles that everybody plays, commentators are cut from a slightly different cloth. Technically, anybody can get on the mic. You know that, I know that, everybody listening knows that. But to have the ability to connect with the game, to engage with the community, to interact with the audience, be they in person or on the other side of the screen, to be able to do all that, that's not something that every single member of the FGC has. So there are people who have that quote-unquote gift of gab, but there are bits and pieces of it that don't click just yet or they're not fully developed. There's some people who they're good in terms of just sitting down, chewing a fat with the game, but when you get them on camera, something's a little bit off. They forget where they are, so to speak. Or they'll overlook the fact that they need to be talking to somebody who technically isn't in front of them, but they're only listening in. That type of awareness, not everybody who blesses the mic has it. How hard is it to become a commentator within this scene? It's one of those things where... Much now, mind like you, game, while also remembering that you just said anybody could get on the mic but it takes right. a lot to grab somebody's attention for more than one minute. Again, not unlike the games we play, a lot of them are very easy to pick up, but exceedingly difficult to master. And with that said, uh, anybody else outside of those three come to mind, you know, post-pandemic, uh, that you could say, you know what, that guy really worked on his craft, that girl really worked on her craft, um, I could see them going places because, like, you know, you, you've, been doing the, you've been doing commentary a long time. You've seen the road, and you know the kind of hard work it takes to do this. Anybody else uh, just come to mind? Uh, a handful of people that I recently got to work with. Uh, I can definitely say that if by chance you have not already heard him, I would suggest keeping an ear out and your eyes open for Pretty Boy Jackal. Another person that I had the pleasure of working with was Denjin Loops. Worked with him at Lunar Bout. Passionate young man. He knows what he knows what the score is, quote unquote. But he will not beat anybody over the head with it. He's got an incredible depth of knowledge, but he is not wearing it as a badge. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk Combo Breaker 2022. Uh, again, the return. Uh, first of all, uh, how was your trip getting there? I know you road tripped it with a couple of the FGC. Right, right, right. Uh, Rage and myself, we rode out with the Dynamic Focus crew. So we left that Wednesday. Hauled out for the rest of Thursday. Got there... A little bit later on Thursday, was able to kind of like just unwind and whatnot and just get into the groove of things come Friday. 
As far as the trip, the trip going there, perfectly fine. Trip coming back, different story. <laughs> uh, unfortunately. Uh, oh, you told me. <laughs> Let the crowd know what happened. Exactly. Unfortunately. So, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. So here's what went down. We're in Ohio, just, you know, riding along in our automobile. And, again, there's this massive, you know, not necessarily a pileup, but just getting this weird bottleneck. And the reason being is because it's a toll a few yards ahead of us. But not all of the lanes are open. So, naturally, everybody has to kind of like squeeze into about two or three lanes off of what was a five-lane highway, find out which lane they can go through, whether it's cash or easy, and then you get out. And after you dealt with that bottleneck, come to find out that almost immediately after this toll booth, there is a five-mile stretch of road that was purely single lane. So think about that for a second. You have this <laughs> full-on highway that's, again, churning along, you know, like any other functional roadway would be. You get the necessary, almost obligatory, minimally manned toll booth. You deal with that bottleneck. Then you have that weird dash after the toll booth where everybody needs to kind of like assert dominance so they can pick the lane they want. And then you got to bottleneck all of that into a single lane for five miles. So, uh, yeah. What does, a, what, what does a car full of fighting game community fans talk about during said, you know, roadblock, you know, congestion? What the heck do you guys do to pass the time? Truth of the matter is that, like, since that was on the way back, the majority of us, like, we were just either asleep or we were just, like, you know, reading or just like playing games on our phone like the trip over like those were the conversations that like i know i'll say you know saucy or piquant or anything like that you know because again we were just like we were excited to be again to be doing this once more who was the and loudest person like, in the car uh out of the crew that we <laughs> out of the crew that went on this trip i would probably have to say uh, D style, definitely. <laughs> no. Loud because he's just so boisterous. Loud, you know, because he just can't help but scream. No. Loud because he had the most to say on the way up, and <laughs> if there was D styles on the far end of the pool. On the shallow end of the pool, I would have to say is Gur. Who? And that's uh, Gur. Okay. And that's not a swipe against Gur. One of the things that I actually respect about Gur is how reserved and how well kept he is in public. Gur carries himself like, like a gentleman and a scholar pretty much 24 7. So he's usually always deep in thought. He is generally, again, reserved relatively quiet he's keeping you know his eyes and his ears open about everything but he does not see too many doesn't see much of a need to bum rush himself into a conversation and again as somebody who does the same thing i can respect that about Gary. uh combo breaker 2022 again i hate saying it again but the return you know you had tons of people on the microphone obviously a lot of community leaders uh, you know, Yipes was on the microphone, just, just a bunch of people. 
Uh, I know you were running around just soaking it all in. Now that we're one week after the fact, how would you say that the people that were chosen for commentary, did everybody do a good job saying, you know, we're back, uh, this is what we've all been waiting for, uh, you know, passed along information, was there enough hype, well, you know, give, give us some feedback on that. You were there. Again, I know you weren't exactly uh, overlooking things, but considering that's what a lot of what you do, I'm sure, you know, you were eavesdropping just to see, you know, what kind of energy said commentators are feeding to the viewers or to everybody in attendance. All right. Yeah, that's not an exaggeration. One of the main, I guess you can say, uh, tasks that I'm charged with is to be an observer. And from what I was able to see and hear, everybody that was on the mic throughout the course of the weekend, and just to put this into perspective, there were 11 active streams during combo break. I could name all of them off the top of my head. I apologize for that. You know, and from what I was able to see, again, every crowd that had gathered in front of a screen, they were engaged. You know, they were cheering. They were up. They were shouting. They were watching intently. Like I said, the primary word here to use is they were engaged. And that's the most important thing you can hope for when it comes to being a commentator. You, know, you have to account, obviously, for the at-home audience, but you can't forget the people who are in the venue with you. What was your favorite event of the weekend? The one that like caught me off guard completely was the Tournament Fighters Cross Justice League Top 8. I had heard about that game in passing before getting there. I did know that it was being given stream time, which was awesome. But I was also just not aware of how crazy that game is. <laughs> and yeah, just seeing, I can't, like, I'm beside myself because I get to actually utter the following sentence. But being able to see Wingnut doing a Zuna drop suplex on dark side after hitting him with, like, you know, an ambiguous mix up, yeah. <laughs> that's something I was not prepared to watch. But I enjoyed every second of it. You know, because one of the primary things that I feel separates Combo Breaker from a lot of events is the fact that Rick and his crew go to such great lengths to give every community, whether they be, you know, the big four, you know, middle old stuff, or the indie and the retro circuits, they make sure everybody gets an opportunity to shine, that everybody gets an opportunity to be seen and to be heard. And for our first major event back, that is so important. Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because, again, it was the first true, really big major back. I mean, I forget, I don't think they got the full attendance numbers, but obviously there was a ton of people there. You know, a oh, yeah. ton of the community came out from all, all parts of the globe. And yeah. so for him to give out as much time and effort and, you know, space for anybody who's willing to run a tournament there for their community, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that makes Combo Breaker one of the tournaments to go to because, again, that he emphasizes the C and FGC community 
we're all in this together and you know he does an amazing job at it as the tagline goes man no coast no kings we're all fighters exactly and um you know uh combo breaker is done and gone uh, we have the CEO coming up. We obviously have DreamHack uh, this weekend. Uh, that's mainly really just a gaming convention. It's not just it's not an FGC only tournament, but it is there. And then obviously we have Evo uh, coming up on uh, the summertime. What was the biggest takeaway that you were able to see to your during your trip to? Uh, combo breaker uh, from the com uh, from the commentator side. You know, did did you see? You know, what 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 can you tell me? Uh, were you very proud of what everybody has done? Um, you obviously can't critic. You know, you obviously can't critique everybody. Uh, you can't be at all places at once. But from what you've seen, um, did you see a lot of people basically? Um, you know, hone their crafts during those two years. And do you think it's definitely a thumbs up going forward? I'll answer it like this. I will say that yes, it is a thumbs up going forward. But what I will add in terms of critique, and this is constructive, it isn't so much a matter that there are people who hone their craft. Being a commentator is mainly an extension of your personality. So if you have to work on being yourself, that's a problem for a different conversation. With that said, a lot of what I did get to see there was that there are people who are not playing a character, but they are presenting a specific version of themselves on the mic. And while I personally do not subscribe to that method, I understand why others have to. With uh, Street Fighter VI uh, revealed, uh, one of the things, and, and you know, this this happens with every reveal, reveal of a big game. Uh, Street Fighter VI just happens to be this one. You know, this whole community commentary feature. Listen, nobody knows exactly how it's going to work. Uh, a lot of people are assuming, um, you know, m maybe they'll be live commentating online events maybe offline events again nobody knows what the heck it is it's just been it's just been put out there the feature has not been um you know explained it's just for speculation pure speculation right now what are your thoughts on it to be very very frank that is the one facet of all the information that we've gotten regarding street fighter 6 that i can't properly quantify I don't know how they're going to actually issue this, and I don't know what the benefit is going to be, because, sure, while you're in a tournament, having commentary that you can tune into, it can be helpful. You know, it'll give you something to focus on. You can listen to what the commentators say, and maybe, like, tick a few pointers here or there, or just, like, get that little extra bit of motivation. But when you're simply just like, you know, playing by yourself or you're grinding out, like trying to get into ranked or something, I can't really see the merit or value of having commentary for that. And does a feature like this in a weird way cause tension among the commentating community? They see this and again, guys, this is just pure speculation. 
you know, no, again, nobody knows what, how it's going to be implemented. Capcom has not said anything. But a feature like this, does it open up the eyes of a lot of people who do commentary now, would be, you know, people who want to be commentators in the future, where maybe, just maybe, there's some sort of tension where it's like, oh, man, I got to do that. I got to do that. I got to be the person. You know, I'm going to backstab anybody I have to so I could reach that kind of levels. You know, do, do you think that causes that to happen? Or do you like think this. it's, I'll put it this way, do you think it's gonna happen? I'll put it to you like this. A can of worms is definitely about to be opened, but what flavor or what type or what vintage of worm it's going to be is beyond me. You don't want to, and you, you don't even want to think about it, do you? Truthfully not, because that lends itself to the cutthroat side of our business and i don't like operating in that atmosphere too often now a lot of people who may know you may follow you have um they a lot of people know this and this is mainly for the people who who don't know you as well as the people here on the east coast new york city uh, you know new york city obviously you're stepping back down a little bit from commentating and just FGC duties on a national scale. You're still going to do your thing here locally. Uh, is there any one aspect of your game that you're going to be focusing on? A lot of people want to know, oh, is he just going to start competing more? Or are you just only going to be sticking to, uh, you know, commentary? Or do you have anything in the future planned for New York City? All right. Uh, first of all, let me address the main thing. Yeah. After this year wraps up, I'm going to be taking a step back. Now, I can understand and see where the community is headed with a bunch of the new games that are going to be coming out and a bunch of different mindsets have to be applied. However, I'm a little bit further along than most people. A little longer in the tooth than some folks. And despite all the work, you know, hard sweat and no tears that I put into this, I'm not as propped up as some other folk are. That being said, the decision to, again, recede a little bit mainly stems from sustainability. You know, there's always that concept where you have to make something of yourself. You have to spin this into a new opportunity, into a new chapter. And the fact of the matter is that during that time period where I suppose I could have done that, that was during the pandemic. And as you're fully aware, I was one of those face front employees that kind of had to work while everybody was staying home. So that opportunity to maybe start a YouTube channel or to get on Instagram or to start putting on, operating on TikTok and whatnot. That wasn't afforded to me because not only did I have to work every day, I also had to be the you know, canary in the cave, so to speak. I had to be the one that was constantly going out to get everything done. No, you're 100% you're correct, man. And um, like, again, like I said, for... Uh, Everybody who knows you, hey, listen, you got your you got your plans in the works. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you couldn't do it during the pandemic. You were not offered, you know, you were not offered that because again, we're we're essential employees. We had to be, where we had to be. Yeah.
And mm. even though you're stepping down away, are you still going to be on top of your games when it comes to commentating? Or is that going to take a little bit of a backseat compared to everything else that you're trying to do within this section of the FGC? I'll put it to you as bluntly as I can. If I have to take a train or an airplane to get there, I ain't going. All right. <laughs> now, that's not a swipe, okay, at any event. And that's not a dig on any organizers, all right? It's just that, again, with the way that things, you know, with the way that the cookie crumbled during the pandemic, you know, a good deal of my sustainability kind of went up in smoke because I had to be the only one doing anything. So in lieu of that, you know, the ability to just, you know, oh, drop whatever I'm doing to, you know, fly out somewhere. Back when, again, my budget was stable and I didn't have to worry about having to dig into my savings every couple of days. That was a doable thing. Now... I got to build that stuff back up. This is why I mentioned sustainability. You know, there are a bunch of people who, because of the way that their method works, they don't have to really put too much in. They get a, you know, the return on their effort is far greater than the effort they put into it. It's not to say that anybody's taking the easy way out, but that's just the way it is. And, you know, speaking of sustainability, uh, we'll end it with this. What kind of keynotes, what kind of uh, advice, uh, what kind of pro tips would you give to anybody who's going to be trying their metal at commentating post-Combo Breaker 2022? Maybe somebody out outside of the fighting game community saw something, you know, maybe, hey, what, what's going on here? Uh, oh, wow, look at that. I could do commentating for uh, fighting games. I love fighting games. What kind of advice, what kind of pro tips would you give those people? Real quick, very easy. Number one, first and foremost, never hate the game you're commentating. I know that might sound ridiculous, but I've heard far too many people get on the mic with a disdain for the game that's being played. They're just on the mic solely to be on the mic. And that is a disservice to everybody involved. So number one, do not hate the game you're commentating. Number two, learn about the game as much as you can. Go through the single player content. Do the trials. You know, do the tutorials. Do the arcade modes. Do anything that will feed you information about that game, that world, and those characters. Number three, know who you are when it comes to the Abbott and Costello bit, who's on first. Are you going to be asking who's on first? Are you going to be saying that's his name? Have that entertainment sense about you so that you can be aware and you can always be perfect on the mic because it won't matter who you're paired with you'll be able to play off of them. And the last thing that I can say, and I suppose it's fitting that this be the last thing I say, if you have any favorite commentators, outside of maybe imitating them for a quick bit or a joke you want to make, do not copy them.
we already have those people on the mic. We don't need another version of them. If you want to make a gag, if you want to pull a joke, you want to, again, like, you know, try and imitate somebody's voice to do an impression, fine. But if you're going to be on the mic, be yourself. That's the most important piece of information I want everybody to take away from this. If you can only be good at one thing, be good at the most important thing, being yourself. And listen, man, with that, we're going to, you know, wrap this up. I really appreciate your time, Mike. Yeah, glad to be of service. This was a great little State of the Union for the FGC when it comes to commentating. I really appreciate it, Mike. And with that, man, uh, you know, where could people reach out to you in case uh, anybody got any questions regarding commentating? Because, again, guys, you know, he Mike is a really good source of information when it comes to, uh, you know, honing that craft, doing exactly that. The man's been doing it for quite a while, so he knows his way around the microphone. So where could people reach out to you? Uh, again, basically, I am Afrodynamic in all things. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can hit me up on Facebook. Afrodynamic, all one word. Uh, if by chance you want to follow the team, I take care of the Facebook page for Kick Punch Block. You can reach out there. Chances are I'll be the one who responds to those messages. And, yeah, like I said, Facebook, Twitter. And if you see me at an event, like, don't worry. I'm not going to bite or anything. If you, like, want to chit-chat, you want to talk, just say what's up, introduce yourself, and I'll do the rest. All right, man. Thank you very much, Mike. Guys, that was another great episode. Hope you guys listen and, and you know, listen very well because you're definitely going to learn something, especially with this uh, episode. If you want to take the next step in your commentating uh, in your commentating career within the FTC. And with that, Mike, have yourself a good night, guys. Have yourself a good night as well. Take it easy. All right, man. Peace out. This has been a KPB MediaWorks production.